Listen, there has never been a better time to invest in self-storage and there is no better team than ours to show you how to do it because we wrote the book on how to invest in self-storage. Literally, I created the best-selling home study system back in 2007 titled How to Find, Evaluate, Purchase, and Manage Self-Storage Facilities. And since then, we have helped thousands of people launch and scale their self-storage business and have now become the nation's go-to resource for all things self-storage. And that's because we not only talk the talk, we walk the walk day in and day out since 2005 through now two recessions and amassing a 2.5 five million square feet of self-storage totaling over 15,000 doors nationwide. There is nobody else that has more experience in self-storage that is teaching people how to invest in self-storage than our team. So if you're ready to launch and scale your self-storage business, then go to selfstorageinvesting.com. Click on the events tab to grab your ticket to the upcoming self-storage academy, along with tickets to our virtual academy for those who can't make it or just aren't ready to go live at this time. So that again is selfstorageinvesting.com. Click on the event tab, but do it now as seating is limited. So go do it now. And on behalf of my team, we look forward to seeing you then. Take care. This is the Self Storage Podcast, where we share the knowledge and skills from the industry's leading investors, developers, and operators to help you launch and grow your self-storage business. I'm your host, Scott Myers, and over the past 16 years, we have acquired, developed, converted, and syndicated over 2 million square feet of self-storage nationwide with the help of my incredible team at selfstorageinvesting.com, who has helped thousands of people achieve greatness in self-storage. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Self Storage Podcast. I am your host, Scott Myers, speaking again live from the Inside Self Storage World Expo 2022 here in Las Vegas. We've had an incredible two days speaking with some incredible investors and had an opportunity to sit down and spend some time with some of the folks that have come through our community, our ecosystem, as well as some of our mastermind members. And we have in the house right now is Mr. James Reed. James, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it, Scott. My pleasure, James. So tell the folks, Storage Nation, a little bit about yourself and your journey to get into self-storage. Absolutely. I'll try to keep this short. Like all of our story, was a landscape contractor growing up and built the nursery and built my house inside the new building. It burnt down one night. Terrible incident. But my coach at the time said, hey, I'm sorry to hear what happened. You can store your stuff that survived the fire in my storage unit for free for a year. So my coach completely helped me out during that time. Mm -hmm. And that was my introduction to self-storage. I lost my business in my house. Mm -hmm. And so found a way to help people. But also I counted his doors. Mm-hmm. $100 a door times 200 like this is really good money too. So it, it sparked my interest to help people and yeah. get into the storage industry. So that was like my introduction into self-storage. I think many entrepreneurs who, if they find themselves renting a unit at a storage facility, no matter what, for if they're a contractor or what have you, probably ask themselves the question, boy, this looks like a good business that I should probably be in at some point. And so then you begin to look into it a little bit more. I mean, you took that opportunity to look into it and liked what you saw and then went after it. So tell us about the journey in the very beginning and the steps that you took to actually get into the business. Yeah, absolutely. So once that happened, I just started researching, trying to find every book that I can. We actually met, uh, this is going back 20, maybe 14 at actually this same show. I came by your booth. We started talking and you had said that you had some mentorship programs and uh, different seminars. And like, I wanted to eat everything I could about self-storage. So you actually came to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I signed up for one of your seminars and just kept learning and then knew that's exactly where I was wanting to go. And then eventually found a conversion opportunity. It was a vacant Chevy mm-hmm. dealership. So our mm-hmm. first project was a conversion. So I appreciate you learning and taking the steps to do so. Many people do that before they jump in. However, you didn't listen to the part where I said you should probably buy an existing facility first instead of jumping headlong into a conversion, buying a fairly large development project. I mean, at the end of the day, a conversion is a development project. And that's a whole different skill set. But you made it happen. Tell us how you assembled the team and were able to get a conversion opportunity off the ground as your first foray into self-storage. Yeah. So 
like all of us, we're always looking for probably mom and pops to buy when we first get into it. Wasn't quite finding exactly what I was looking for. At the same time, I joined my state association, met really good people there, and was well connected in our state there in Missouri. I met a really good contractor that has been doing a lot of storage for many, many years. So he kind of consulted me on some options if we do do new construction or conversions. So I think having that relationship from the association and our contractor gave me kind of more confidence actually taking on a larger project. Same thing with your mentor program. Like I signed up for that because Mm -hmm. I never built before. I never Mm -hmm. opened a store before. Mm -hmm. So like everybody kind of helped build that confidence that I needed to get in my first deal. And even Mm -hmm. though it was probably a very large project for a first deal. I felt like everybody was adding value. And then mm-hmm. even if I didn't know something, I had somebody that I can call to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what kind of gave me the confidence to move forward with such a large project. Any development project has a whole different set of challenges and uh, much more of them to get to uh, off the ground. It is not for the faint of heart, especially for somebody new into the business. And one of those is a, a real stumbling block and sometimes a roadblock for people is you know, getting it through zoning, getting the city to approve getting a broker to take you seriously, even in the beginning to say, hey, you've never done anything like this before. Can you actually pull off just buying out the building? But more importantly, it's that experience level when it comes to the city. The city doesn't let anybody take a building that it's not, even though it's not theirs, it's in their city and change the use of it on a very busy corner that is in the middle of their city. And they want to make sure that it works, that it's a project that is going to work and it's not going to go back to become vacant or dark again. So you've done an extremely you know, an incredible job of building that relationship within the city to get them on board with the projects, but then they had to ultimately believe in you. So talk a little bit to Storage Nation about some of the steps that you took, the approach that you took, and how you involved them in the project and making it seem a little bit more like their project instead of just your project. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that, Scott. So part of it is try to understand what the city's wanting to do in that area. Historically, when you're taking no vacant box store is good for any community, mm-hmm. but a lot of people aren't wanting storage to fulfill that. Most mm-hmm. cities want retail back in there. They want the sales tax X, Y, and Z. So I think having it being dark for so long was very helpful. But at the same point, we're all in sales. So when you're talking with the city, they have to like you. They have to understand who you are and what you're doing. And can you add value to their community? And how are you going to do that? Thankfully, with a conversion, most of them come with a parking lot. So can we redivide that? Can we subdivide it? Can we redevelop? Those are all options. Mm-hmm. And also, like you know, we do several different farmers markets. We just want to bring life to the community. Mm-hmm. But I also try to spin it, not spin it. I also try to get their input. Like, Mr. City, what do you guys want here? Because I don't need this entire parking lot. What would you like to see here in the future? Because mm-hmm. we can help sell those out partials. You're getting them involved. You're saying, hey, what is your ideas? What would you like to see? Mm-hmm. I could take care of this old building and we could build new in front. We just need to know what the city's looking for. Mm-hmm. So trying to get their input. Now they're like, okay, we're part of the project now. So, and I mean it, we don't need that Mm -hmm. parking lot. So if I can get the city to give me some guidance on what they're wanting, then we know how to promote it. And they feel like they're part of the process. Mm -hmm. Well, sales and marketing go together. And so you did an incredible sales job with the city and you didn't sell them on it. I mean, it was a persuasion. Let's face it. They have to come to that conclusion because they believe in you. But let's turn to marketing. You've also done an incredible job on marketing your facility prior to opening and then at the grand opening. And since then, at all your facilities some very unconventional ways, probably the first in the industry in many ways. So why don't you speak to some of the folks about some of the things that you've done from a marketing standpoint to just blow up the exposure for your facilities when you open? Yeah. So one of our first facilities, two weeks after we opened, we actually had a 10-day fair on our property. We were able to connect with a fair company. We had the ground. They had all the rides. And part of talking with the city, we partnered with the city and they actually brought the beer garden 
in the concert. So mm-hmm. all three of us came together through this 10-day fair. So, folks, this is a fair with Ferris wheel and rides. I mean, and this was everything, right? Yeah, the whole gamut. We probably mm-hmm. had ten to 15,000 people come through yeah. those 10 days. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, it's a full ride fair. I mean, it's amazing. Actually, as we're speaking today, it's happening at my facility yeah. in Illinois, and next week it's in, it's in Missouri. So great partnership with the city. They mm-hmm. made money during the fair. You couldn't ask for any more organic traffic than that. Yeah. And then back to like when I had a fire, well, that same year we opened, we had a flood, a town north of us. Mm-hmm. I told the mayor, like, hey, if someone needs to store stuff here for a period of time so they don't lose their stuff, let them do it. Well, our local Channel 5 came out and interviewed our facility, mm-hmm. Neighbors Helping Neighbors. And mm-hmm. a couple million people viewed that channel because everybody watches a Channel 5 in St. Louis. So, yeah. like, you couldn't ask for any yeah. better help there. Yeah. We talked about the farmer's market great opportunity organic traffic i like building businesses mm-hmm. during covid we went out and bought drive-in movie equipment so one of our stores we opened in the midst of covid i wanted people to come to our store so we hosted drive-in movies throughout the summer mm-hmm. just a great way to bring the community together so and then just recently i bought ten thousand frisbees and i'm passing them out to people's yards because it's 43 cents versus 70 cents on a mailer yeah that people throw away you're not going to throw mm-hmm. away a frisbee right so you're just taking outside the box yeah. Just trying to make brand awareness and be part of the community. Fantastic. Yeah. You kind of found it, I wouldn't say a niche, but this is what you feel comfortable with, this in conversions. And so continuing to look for and want to do more conversions, I'm assuming? Absolutely. We got a deal working on in Ohio right now. But yeah, absolutely. We're always looking for opportunities to work with others. We're going to do a joint venture with that building that we found. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that we can help each other or build other people's facilities at the same time, because mm-hmm. we want to be in it full time. And yeah. if there's JVs or partnerships, we're completely open to that because boots on the ground is a big deal. And yeah. everybody knows what vacant buildings in their community. So mm-hmm. it's a great time to connect and find ways to work together. Yeah. Awesome. So no surprise, a big part of our organization is giving back and our house building trips, which most people have seen and most people on the podcast, you had an opportunity to go on one of those as well. And you've had a big part of your organization from the beginning as well is to be able to give back to the community and also in different levels. And different initiatives. So you want to speak to that, you know, some of the things that you're looking to do with the blessings you've had in your business? Yeah, we've been part of your mission trip there in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just a phenomenal opportunity for us mm-hmm. to be part of that. So I appreciate you inviting us and Absolutely. our whole group. I think where I'm coming from is, you know, I had a pretty large strategy incident with the fire. So I want to find ways just to give back. One thing that we'd love to do, we're working on is find out if we can do a house per store mm-hmm. where when someone's in a domestic violence, they have a shelter at mm-hmm. one of our houses for a month or so. Mm-hmm. There's a fire in the community. They can move into this house. Mm-hmm. There's a flood. I'm still working out the details, but I'd mm-hmm. love to be at a point where we can actually have, for every store we own, we have a house that's open to the community that if someone's in a hard time, they have a place to go and it releases some of that stress. Because when you have a fire or a flood or a major fight, like it's you need a place yeah. to put your head down. Mm-hmm. And we're working on that right now with our local church. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we're trying to work through. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, being in storage industry, we recognize a whole lot of folks that come through our doors. We say we're in the trauma and transition business. And when uh, people need storage, many times there's something going on in their lives. And so we get to see that firsthand. And so now to be able to help back and give back to the community in that uh, capacity is it's incredible. So appreciate that. Appreciate your efforts. It's a beautiful industry. Yeah, it is. One industry we were talking about the other day where I was involved in other forms of real estate and not too many people wanted to share their strategies or what they're doing. Everybody's kind of kept everything close to their chest and in storage, it seems like everybody will share about 90% of everything that they know and keep only about 10% close to their best. It's just a friendly, engaged community that just loves to be able to share. And it's just, a, just great to be a part of. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, James, if people want to learn more about um, StoreCo and what you're doing and take a look at maybe some of your marketing, what's the best way for them to be able to see that and find you? Yeah, absolutely. One great way is our YouTube channel, StoreCo Storage. We have all of our marketing ideas, even our construction models that we do on our stores. We have a weekly uh, audio podcast on Clubhouse, the uh, self-storage Clubhouse every Tuesday, 9 Central. It'll be a great way to learn, be part of our community. And of course, our website, storeco.storage is another great way to reach out to us. Please don't hesitate to reach out. I love helping. Same thing with Scott. You've always been willing to help everyone. So it's just a great community, great opportunity. So definitely appreciate being here. Awesome. Appreciate the time, James. We'll see you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Take care. Hey, gang. Wait three things before you leave. First, don't forget to subscribe to the Self Storage Podcast and turn on your notifications so you never miss another episode. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review if you like the show. Second, be sure to share your favorite episodes and more via Instagram. And don't forget to tag us. And lastly, head to the links in the show description and hit the follow and subscribe button on Twitter and Facebook to get a front row seat as we grow and scale our business and bring you along with us. Take care.